0: My Father and my King, give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey the word that I hear today in Yeshua's name. Amen. Today we are starting a two-part series entitled, It's Time for Your Breakthrough. Whether we realize it or not, all of us need breakthroughs in our lives. Usually we need multiple breakthroughs over the course of our life. A breakthrough is defined as a military movement or advance all the way through and beyond the enemy's front-line defense. An act or instance of removing or surpassing an obstruction or restriction. The overcoming of a stalemate. Any significant or sudden advance, development, achievement, or increase. Spiritually speaking, a breakthrough is about appropriating the victories of Messiah and demonstrating the power and reality of that victory by living our lives daily to the glory of Yeshua and his finished work. One writer put it this way. He said, breakthrough is experiencing life instead of death, righteousness instead of sin, grace instead of judgment, relationship instead of religion, regeneration instead of degeneration, ruach's anointing instead of our own natural ability, love instead of fear, active faith instead of dead works, joy instead of sadness, victory instead of defeat, God's provision instead of poverty, being the head and not the tail, being fruitful instead of being fruitless, belonging to God's family instead of rejection, and a positive lifestyle instead of a negative one. Now, I don't know of anyone who doesn't need these things in their lives, right? They all sound pretty darn good, don't they? Breakthrough is more than just declaring God's truth in a given area. It is experiencing positive results in that area, right? As many times, believers walk around and we declare things, which is good to do, but that's not breakthrough in and of itself, just declaring the truth of God over any given situation. It is when God gives us the experiencing, the, the um, fulfillment of that which we speak. Amen? So I want to talk to you about breakthrough, and the first thing I want to tell you is that God wants to give us, you and I, a breakthrough. Breakthrough is a part of our walk with Yeshua. Far too many believers are walking around under the weight of the world. Too many believers are not walking around in victory, but they're walking around in defeat. And God wants to give you a breakthrough into victory today. Now. If you have your scripture, you can turn with me to First Chronicles 14 and verse 8. If not, it's up on the screen. And it says, when the Plishtim heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Plishtim went up in search of David. Think about that. When they heard he was anointed by God, it says all the Plishtim went after David. That's, those aren't good odds. You wouldn't want that. But you know what? The same is true in our lives. When we're anointed of God's spirit, the enemy, the adversary of our stole comes up against us. On hearing of it, David went to attack them. He didn't shrink back. He went forward to attack them. Now the plishtim came and made a raid in the Rephaim Valley. David consulted God, asking, Should I attack the plishtim? Will you hand them over to me? I don't answer, David. Attack. I will hand them over to you. So they went up to Baal Pritzim. And David defeated them there. David said, God has broken through my enemies by my power like a river breaking through its banks. This is why they called the place Baal Peretzim, the Lord or Lord of Breaking Through, the Lord of the Breakthrough. The Pleshtim had left their gods there, so David gave an order and they were burned up completely. Verse 13 says, the Plishtim came up again and raided the valley. David consulted God again, but God told him, don't attack them. Turn away from them and engage them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, move out and attack, because God has gone out ahead of you to defeat the army of the Plishtim. David did as God had ordered him to do and pursued his attack on the army of the Plishtim from Givon to Gezer. Verse 17, so David's reputation spread to all countries, and Adonai brought the fear of him on all nations. Pretty powerful story. I mean, talking about being outnumbered. Talk about perhaps totally being, uh, having the opportunity to be afraid. Can you imagine if someone told you, listen, now that you got this blessed position of king, the whole nation of Canada is going to come against you and hunt for you singularly. That's not going to, you know, that has the potential to strike fear in the heart. But David did not shrink back from that. He attacked them because he believed that God is a God of breakthrough. And today, I hope that you understand that God wants to give you and me breakthroughs in our life. I know the folks in this room, I know what's going on, and we need breakthroughs in a lot of areas. And God wants to give them. So David obviously knew a little something about breakthrough. More importantly, David knew the God of the breakthrough. Our God is the God of breakthroughs. If you need a breakthrough in your life, our God is the way to obtain that. We must understand that God wants to give you the breakthrough you need and have been praying for. That is so important. Yeshua said to the leper, or the leper said to Yeshua, if you are willing, make me clean. And what was Yeshua's response? I am willing, be cleansed. We need to know that God is willing. A lot of us walk around thinking that God doesn't want to do it for us. Because after all, who knows us better than ourselves? And it's easy to look at yourself and say, well, I'm not exactly the most worthy candidate for God's blessings. I've seen how I've blown it with my children or blown it with my spouse or how I've slipped up here and there and perhaps I'm not the most worthy. So I understand God while you're passing me on that breakthrough and it's going to other people. But God wants you to know that he gives breakthrough not based on your performance but based on his covenant. That if you're his child, if you've said yes to Yeshua, That God wants to give you a breakthrough in your life. Some of us need a breakthrough for our children. Some of us need a breakthrough in relationships. Some of us need a spiritual breakthrough. We're stagnated. Our devotions are dry. God wants to give a breakthrough. Some need a breakthrough in finances. Some need a breakthrough with a new job. Whatever it is, God wants to give us a breakthrough. Here is a prophecy connected to that verse. And someone that someone received from God. Close your eyes and listen to this. I want you to soak it in. I will demonstrate to my people that I am the Lord of the breakthrough. I am about to break through on behalf of my people, says the Lord. The things that that have held them back and the things that have pushed them down, I am about to destroy those things. I will remove the barriers that keep them from me and they will come into all that I have ordained for their lives. They will say, this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. God wants to give you the breakthrough you need. Secondly, we have to understand that we need a breakthrough. A lot of people, we don't want to bother God. We want to tough it out ourselves. We have situations going on that we... Deemed to be natural situations, so we're just going to work them out and grind it out. Well, like David, who was attacked just because he was anointed by God to be king over Israel, we who have been anointed by God through the Ruach of Messiah are also attacked by our spiritual adversary. As I said earlier, it is very important to understand the spiritual component of what we are up against so that we can access the right strategies to break through to victory. What are some of the enemies that oppose us that we need to break through? Let's name a few. Sickness is the enemy to your health. Acts 10.38 says this, Now listen carefully. How God anointed Yeshua of Nazareth with the Ruach HaKodesh and with power. Who went about doing good and healing, circle that, all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. This verse equates sickness with oppression from Hasatan. We were talking about sickness and doctors over the past few days, like who hasn't, right, with all the things going on. And it has been our experience with doctors, P.S., who we appreciate and respect highly. That every time we ask them, what causes this, that, or the other thing? Their response is always, we don't know. And my wife's a stickler. Like, by now, after, you know, 26 years with my wife, I always ask, like, why do you bother they tell you the same thing every time. She'll say, doctor, so, so why is this happening in my body? And they'll go, we don't know. And, you know, usually a list of three or four prescriptions that they give you so the symptoms can abate. So what they do and what most medications do is manage or treat symptoms. Yeshua did not treat symptoms, did he? Did he? Did he treat symptoms? He didn't say, go take Tamiflu. right he healed them from the root Yeshua didn't treat symptoms he drove out sickness and disease from people's bodies so sickness is the enemy to your health lack is the enemy to your provision unbelief is the enemy to your faith in Hebrews 3 look what it says it says take care brothers and sisters." that none of you has an evil heart of unbelief that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day by day as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partners of Messiah if we hold our original conviction firm till the end. As it is said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Here again, the writer to the Messianic Jewish community gives unbelief a spiritual component. Perhaps we are too naturally minded here in the West. From our text, David, when faced with a real, live, natural enemy, I mean, friends, this wasn't a spiritual enemy. They weren't praying against David. They were coming after David okay, with spears and swords and shields, and they wanted to slit his throat. And what did David do in response to that? He didn't say, okay, let's muster up all the guys. Let's go get ready. He went to pray to God. David sought a spiritual solution to a natural problem. Why? Because he understood that it was more than a natural problem, but it was also a spiritual problem. We need to understand that as well. She'ul wrote that he had wanted to go to Thessalonica. It says, but Hasatan hindered him. Isn't that interesting? He wanted to go to a place. Like perhaps you want to go to Europe tomorrow. Maybe the Ackermans want to go to Israel. And they said, yes, we do. (laughs) I heard that. And Sheol wanted to go, but Satan hindered him. Look what it says, First Thessalonians 2.18. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Shaul, time and time again, but Satan hindered us. That's a spiritual issue. So, sickness is the enemy to your health. Lack is the enemy to your provision. Unbelief is the enemy to your faith. Despair is the enemy to your joy. Consider the scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 which may be familiar to us, but it loses its impact because it is so familiar. So let's look with fresh eyes today. Here is Shaul speaking, and he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, not in your strength, not in your wisdom, not with what you could figure out, but be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of Rome. No, the full armor of God, so that you are able to stand against the schemes of the adversary. Yeah, there are schemes of the adversary fashioned against you. And sometimes, most of the times, they look natural. Just like David could look out of his cave and see an army of plishtim frothing at the mouth to get their hands on him. Very natural. But there was a spiritual component behind it, which he understood. And it goes on in verse 12 to say, "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Anyone here is a believer's struggle? Yeah, you have a struggle, the things that we even mentioned by reading. you have a struggle sharing your faith? Yeah. You have a struggle believing God? Sure. Right? That's why it's called the fight of faith. We struggle because there are spirits that bring doubt and unbelief against us. Do we struggle with sickness? Sure, there are spirits that bring infirmity. And Yeshua drove out those spirits. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, including our own, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. That is Shaul's exhortation. Friends, everything you're going through as a believer, the struggles, the hardships, the despair, all the things that come against us, he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There is a spiritual wrestling that needs to take place. But what happens if we don't believe that? What happens if you say, Rabbi, don't believe it. I believe everything is natural. Everything has a cause that I could get my hands on. Everything, everything, but everything. What if David believed that? What if David saw the army and said, well, there's an army and I have a few guys and I guess we're going to go out there and give it our best shot. And he doesn't inquire of God. He decides, well, listen, this is the position I'm in. I'm just going to fight. He would have no doubt lost. But that's not the posture he took. He understood what was going on and he sought the God of heaven. And he won a great victory. You see, everything in this passage of scripture is spiritual in nature. So perhaps we need to be not only earthly minded and listen, I believe there are extremes at both ends. Some people are just too earthly minded. Everything has an earthly solution and a practical solution. You could go way too far on that end and never seek God for anything and everything is just what it is. But then you could go off on the other side too, right? Where everything is, everything is, you live in the heavenlies. And everything is, and you know what? There's a balance that we need to know by seeking God, how do I go about this one? Well, I always tell this story. Years ago, my wife was struggling with her gastrointestinal tract, just badly, just cramping and problems. And, and it got so bad, I just we, we decided we're going to just go to prayer, take this to prayer, and see what God would say to us so we go to prayer and this is after doctors and you know they give you all the normal medicines that the doctors give you and you take them and know better and we say well let's go to God which we should have did first but of course we didn't and we go to God in prayer and I come out of my prayer time and this is before you know everyone knows about it now but you didn't know about it then this is going about 20 years ago and I said Carol did you ever hear of acidophilus and she goes are you kidding me She said, that's exactly the same thing I got in prayer, acidophilus. So we checked it out, went to the drugstore and the vitamin place and got some acidophilus. She started to take it. There go the the symptoms, bye-bye. And everything was fine after that. God gave us a solution to the problem. Yeah, it was a natural problem, but God had a solution, and we sought that solution through a spiritual discipline of prayer. God still speaks today, folks, and he wants to give you a breakthrough for your life. Everything in this passage is spiritual, and where we need a breakthrough, we need to be spiritually minded and understand that in order to obtain the breakthrough, we need to address it on the same spiritual plane from which it comes, Could you imagine an army, right? They are being bombarded by airplanes and and the airplanes are dropping bombs and guided missiles. Okay, let's go get our infantry and let's start shooting at the planes as they come by with our pistols. How effective would that be? You can't fight an aerial battle, right, with foot soldiers, can you? No, you get your... Air Force to go and to fight an aerial battle. We cannot win a spiritual victory by natural means. And you and I, if we're going to get the breakthrough that God wants to give us, we need to understand that it'll be had by the Spirit. Number three is something that we don't know or think about God as this much, but He is. It's God is a warrior. Say that, God is a warrior. Now, we just did a series on God is love, do we not? And we like that. God is love. And listen, you know, we all, you know, like a nice love story, don't we? And certainly, Yochanan 3.16 is the greatest love story ever. God's love for his creation. But most people of faith don't usually think of God as a warrior, but he is described as a warrior in scripture. Shemot, Exodus 15, verses 1 through 3. Then Moshe and Bnei Israel sang this song to Adonai. I will sing to Adonai, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Adonai is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will glorify him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. Adonai is a warrior. Adonai is his name. Adonai is a warrior. And Adonai is his name. It came up both times in our readings today. The title Adonai Tzivaot. It means the Lord of armies. Now, it's mentioned around 240 times in the scripture. As a descriptor of God. He is Adonai Tzivaot. Wow. He is the Lord of heaven's armies. Think about it, and we read it today when the angels cry out, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Adonai tsivahot. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. Holiness and God's position as a warrior in one sentence holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. So Yeshua told his Talmudim in in the garden of Gethsemane not to resist because he could call More down, more than 12 legions of angels to come to his rescue if he so desired. Did he not? And because he is the Lord of the heavens' armies, he could do that. Do you know that a legion is anywhere between three and six thousand men? Right? That's a lot of angels, especially when you consider in Yeshayahu Isaiah chapter 37 and verse 36. It records that one angel, say one, one angel took out 185,000 men. One angel. So, what I glean from this is that God is prepared for battle. That includes the battles you and I face that God wants to be in on. Yes, God wants to fight your battles. Too often we say, no, 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 God, I got it. And God is saying, but hey, why don't you take advantage of what I can bring to the table? And You say, no, 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 God, I'll do it on my own. God's saying, why? Because he's more than equipped to handle anything that stands in the way of his purpose for his kingdom and for his children. That takes me to Yehoshua, Joshua 5. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, right? Everyone knows this is going to be a big battle. They're ready to take the land. Jericho is fortified. It has massive structures and walls. It's basically impenetrable. They say you can ride five chariots abreast on the walls of Jericho. So Joshua was ready to go, and he lifted his eyes, and he looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? Good question. So he answered, I love this, no. You Imagine asking God a question, and he says, No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? He knew it was God. He knew it was Adonai Sivaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies. And then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand, stand is holy. And Joshua did so, which is reminiscent Of what God told Moshe. It's the same God. Holiness and warrior, again in one sentence. Here Joshua encounters God, Adonai Sivaot, the Lord of armies. And the same instruction that was given Moshe was given to him. God in his holiness is still a warrior. They are not mutually exclusive terms. Because God is totally just, good, and holy, when he goes out to make war against his enemies, it is a totally righteous cause. Now I want to draw your attention to Revelation chapter 19. Many people believe that Joshua saw a theophany. Okay, It's a big theological word that basically means God manifest okay, in the flesh. And many, many scholars believe that they saw a appearance of the pre-incarnate Messiah that Joshua saw. Now here, Revelation 19, look what we have. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. Righteousness and war again. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no one knew except himself and he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword That with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Why did I take the time to say all that? It is because to understand who God is is to understand the nature of what we are part of in his kingdom. God is a warrior. And God doesn't want you and he doesn't want me to shrink back from those battles. Like David, who attacked the Philistine army that was coming against him. Because he knew the God of heaven, God wants us also to attack. God is a warrior who fights on behalf of his people to bring victory and breakthrough into their lives. He wants you to live in breakthrough for the sake of his kingdom purposes. Too many believers, like I said earlier, are defeated in so many areas. That is not God's best for you. God wants you to experience breakthroughs when the enemy is coming against you to steal from your family, to steal your joy, to steal your children. God wants you to be able to understand that if you do your part, God is there to back you up. It says in the Tanakh that he is our rear guard, the one who is for us and behind us and guiding us in our battles. Next week, Rabbi Carroll is going to talk about how we secure the nuts and bolts of securing our breakthrough. For if God is a God that fights for his people, we also know that we fight with him for the faith that each of us are contending for every single day. The world wants to strip us of our faith. The world wants us to be only earthly-minded, wants us to seek only natural solutions to all our woes. Friends, if I could tell you this, if we could learn from what we just talked about, that yes, you might be experiencing things in the natural, but start to seek God. And see what God will show you, how he will instruct you, what he will do for you. He is the God of heaven's armies. And yes, there is an army in heaven. You know, there's, we say it often, but it's so true. But too often we can't see it. We don't perceive it. We don't understand it. That right now in this room, we think there's just who we are. Everyone that's here. But there is a spiritual realm that is active and robust. That if we could see it for a glimpse, we would probably our jaws would probably hit the ground. There is a spiritual component to this world that if we don't begin to understand that and seek God, for, why do we seek God anyway? If it's just a natural world and he just put us in this world and we're spinning like a top doing in our thing, why do we even seek God? Why do we need to pursue God? We pursue God because we understand that there is more to this life than just what we see. And I want to tell you that with all the situations that are represented in this room, God wants to, is able to, give us breakthroughs into victory. So, to recap, God wants to give us breakthroughs because he is Lord of the breakthrough. We need breakthrough because we have an adversary who is opposing us in various ways. And lastly, God is a warrior and fights for and with his people to bring victory and breakthrough, enabling them to possess the promises of God. If you're here in this room and there are still promises you're waiting for, guess what? God wants you to pursue him to see those promises realized. Well, Rabbi, they're taking a really long time. That's okay. Usually the things that are are, are worth getting... Take a while to get. And unfortunately, what I have seen in, you know, 28 years of ministry is that we try a little bit, don't see progress right away, so we shrink back to what we know. And usually, what we know is we know how to cope in the natural. So, a message like this, people will say, okay, maybe the rabbi's onto something there, so I'll begin to pray and seek God and I'll do it for a week and then, well, it's kind of the same so I'll shrink back to the way I've always been doing it and just cope along in life. I want to tell you that is not the mindset of the people of God that we read about in scripture. They pursued forward until, prayed until, fasted until, spoke the word until, breakthrough came. And friends, if we will have that mindset, God will give us breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. God is for us. If God be for us, who, what can be against us, right? If God is for me and I know this, why would I not beseech his throne when I am in need? Friends, I want to encourage you that the breakthrough that you require, that you desire, that you've been hoping and desires to see is available in God so I'm saying go after God and let it happen amen Amen. let's stand to our feet again want to thank you for coming want to invite you upstairs to catch a bagel a little schmear there's some uh, cake upstairs and coffee uh, to enjoy please come and join us. Reach out your hand because I know God wants to bless you. You know, God is a good God. Everything about God is good. His intentions toward you are good. His heart for you is good. He looks at you and with all of our faults, he loves us anyway. His heart is for us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon your life and give you... Shalom, Father, I pray, God, that your peace that transcends understanding would guard your people's heart and minds in Messiah. God, I pray, Lord God, that you would do exceedingly, abundantly above all that they ask or imagine. God, that every breakthrough that they need, every breakthrough they've been praying for, everything that you've told them, God, that you would, Lord, work with them to see it come to pass. And Father, we speak breakthrough because you are the Lord of the breakthrough over every situation in their life, over every relationship, over every sickness, over every problem, in the name of Yeshua. And God's people said, Amen, blessings to you. Please join us upstairs for coffee and God bless. Shabbat shalom.